This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Secure the Insecure with Johnny Seafit is sponsored by Jennings and Co-Financial Planning. Helping to make sense of money. Hello and welcome to Secure the Insecure, the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. Joining me this week, I'm absolutely delighted to say I've got one of the queens of the Strictly Come Dancing Ballroom. She danced with James Martin, she danced with Geffen Jones, danced and got to the top of the leaderboard with Tom Chambers winning it in Series 6. And now she's a hypnotherapist and a life coach. And I was delighted to meet her last year. She gave me this rock, which I still walk around. And she just inspires me every day as she says, it's not you, it's me. I'm delighted to say that Camilla Sacra-Dallarup joins me on Security Insecure. Hello, Camilla. Hi, Johnny. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Now, what I want to do with you today is talk all about self-love, because in my past couple of episodes of podcasts, we've been speaking about self-validation with psychologists and looking at how we validate ourselves. And being in lockdown for so long now, people are losing that sense of belonging and actually enjoying their own company still. So they're still now seeking, how can I go and socialise with someone? I need to feel fulfilled because I've got someone else's company so in the most basic terms how do you self-love yourself well it's just so interesting I think um and when I was writing the book I I was you know chatting to my clients and and friends about how we kind of often forget to love ourselves or we will talk to talk in a way to ourselves that we would never talk to our best friend or our loved ones and and that's not self-love so when we talk about self-love we're really talking about how we're speaking to ourselves and about ourselves and how we're treating ourselves. You know, waking up in the morning and grabbing your phone first thing and inviting in the world before you have even checked in with yourself and asked, how am I today? Is not really self-love, is it? And people do that. Um, They do these gratitude diaries when they wake up in the morning and say what they're grateful for waking up for. Do you practice that? Yeah, so what I introduced to my own life about, I think, a year and a half ago now was to ask myself, just the same question every morning. The first thing I do is, how am I today? And the words change every day. You know, some days is I'm exhausted, I'm overwhelmed, I'm tired. Or sometimes it's I'm 
really happy to be alive this morning. You know, I'm grateful, whatever it is. But the mornings where I feel like the it's maybe an overwhelming, I'm, I'm exhausted. The next question is, what do I need to do for me today to make sure that I'm okay? Then I implement whether that's a 10-minute meditation or a longer walk with the dogs or a walk with my husband. Or maybe you get the idea of maybe I need to just have a chilled night and cook some dinner with my husband or... Like, what is it that I need for me? Um, we run around and do everything for everybody else. And I understand, you know, when people have children, there's, there's not a lot of time, but it is really important. We cannot give from an empty cup. And I think in society today, we are often trying to, to sort of validate or even get the worthiness from the outside rather than fill it up from the inside. And obviously the lockdown has very much reminded us of what it feels like to sit with ourselves and be with ourselves. And sometimes that can highlight some of the emptiness that may need some love within. I love that. And you're so right, because there's two ways of looking at it. When you wake up and go, you're exhausted. You can either <laughs> live that self-fulfilling prophecy where then it all spirals out. So you've got that one negative thought and that law of attraction will give you another negative thought, another negative thought. But you've gone the other direction by actually trying to fix it, which not that many people actually want or can do. Totally. I mean, I posted a post this, um, this week where I just to share it in, a, in a, if anybody else finds it helpful i was thinking through lockdown what what words did i want to see as i walked into my bathroom every morning what what did i feel resonated with me what was the two words or three words that were coming through all the time and for me in the lockdown was just how can i serve and so i put them up on my mirror and so the first thing i see every morning when i walk into the bathroom are those words and to be honest just those words for me reminded me to snap out of my ego mind and into a, a different kind of space that felt more creative. When I looked at the words, how can I serve? I felt more creative immediately instead of kind of being in the in the ego mind, if that makes sense. 100%. But the other problem is when you look in the mirror at the moment during lockdown, a lot of people, especially me, are getting very hairy and we don't really self-love <laughs> our bodies. What can we do to change that mindset? Because, look, we can do a bit of exercise, but we can't go to the extremes at the moment still. How can we self-love our bodies? I, again, language, the way we speak to ourselves is everything. I, I truly be, I believe that's how it begins. We have to, to really appreciate our bodies and what the body does for us, the, like the functionality of the body. You know, we take everything for granted, but, you know, we, we breathe every day. When people say to me, if they're going through a really tough time and they'll say, oh, I can't think of anything to be grateful for. I'm like, you woke up this morning. Your breath is guiding you every step of the way, every single day. Like there's always something that we could be grateful for. Um, but it really is the language. If we sort of look in the mirror and say something horrible about ourselves immediately, that is not self-love. That is not kind. So how could you reframe that thought and say, hey, I, I like my hair or I like my, whatever it is, like one, one little thing. But when you say it's difficult to kind of stick with the exercise and things sometimes is because we overcommit. If we just do a little bit every day, it's possible. But if we say like, oh, I'm going to do like an hour five times a week, that's probably not going to happen. But if you say, I'm going to do five minutes, that five minutes might become 10 minutes every day. You know what I mean? So it's like just doing what you can, even if it's little, and know that little things matter. That is a way of loving yourself. Why do we go to the extremes? So why do we try and push it and go really hard on ourselves as if we've got something to prove to ourselves when we are the <laughs> ones that should be loving ourselves the most? Uh, you're, you're asking an athlete that, right? Because I, I feel like my, my, my default setting inside is an athlete um, mindset. And I, 
I know what it means to be hard on myself. I was hard on myself throughout my entire career. And now I still have to remind myself, Camilla, it's okay. I like, I have to have a little conversation, a kind conversation with myself. Camilla, it's okay to take tonight off. Rest is important. That is kind. That's being kind to yourself. So I think we we kind of always we, we are in a doing world, right? Everybody's doing. It's cool to be busy. You say I'm doing nothing. People are like you're doing nothing. Like <laughs> we in the society too, we have to re-educate ourselves that it's okay to rest, and we need rest. But how easy is it to change the opinion from everyone else about your perception of you? Because most people know you from Strictly Come Dancing. How do you then train yeah. it so that people look to you as a life coach and not just a dancer? Or how do you look at someone and go? I'm not going to remember you from the first time I met you. I'm going to judge you or present on that presentation that you're giving to me now. That's so interesting because it was something that was so important to me, actually. When I moved to America, um, I did a little sort of promise to myself that for an entire year, the first year I lived here, I would not mention my past. So I would, I just wanted to be who I was in the moment um, and, and not know, not necessarily talk about my dancing, my past. My, I just wanted to be Camilla um, who's moved to LA and who's, you know, teaching meditation, whatever. And that was an interesting concept for me. And I think the, the most important thing is that you have to get comfortable. And this comes back to self-love with just who you are. And the more you walk the walk for you, not because of what other people think, but for you doing the things that light you up, doing the things that you enjoy, you're actually leading by example. And the people who are curious to know what it is that you do will, will follow that. And I say this to parents, it's actually the same when they sometimes have, you know, when I'm coaching parents and they're having disagreements with their teenage children, for example. And I and, and it hurts sometimes, you know, if the, the kids don't want to be around their parents and stuff like that. But the best they can do is do them, do good things for themselves, take care of themselves, because the child will come back to that. If you're forcing somebody to spend time with you or be with you, it's going to go the other way. So lead by example, you know, so I started doing more of the things that I enjoyed. And with time, people would see me as a different person, I guess, not because I would force them or ask them to, but I would just do me. And with time, some of the people who found that interesting would be like, hey, Camilla, I used to uh, enjoy your dancing. I'm really curious to know more meditation, you know, more about the meditation. Can I ask you about this and that? And that's really how it's happened. And I also just let go of uh, needing anybody else's validation really what I needed to do was look after me and make sure that I was doing what was right for me not because of any outcome at the end of it but you've been dancing since you were two and a half years old so why <laughs> and you and you won Strictly Come Dancing let's not forget so why did you want to go away from what you were born to do and what you built such a career and that passion for so much it's funny you say that, isn't it? Because I believe that I am absolutely at home now doing what I was born to do. I think that dancing was um, came into my life to teach me so many things about myself. And it was a way of me learning mind tools um, because I guess if I was going to do something, I wanted to do it to my best ability. And I, I realized through my sport that the, the only way that I could be having a, a, a winning mindset on a competition day was by using mind tools so I pushed my body to an extreme and I really challenged my mind learning all of these different mind tools, working with sports psychologists, energy coaches. I, I was searching um, for what could make me mentally stronger through my entire career. And that really was because I guess that was my calling. That is what I've had a fascination with ever since I was a child was the mind and how it can affect us positively and negatively. 
And so I, I believe I'm home now. And it was just that I needed to take the journey through the, the movement of dance and, um, and the mind-body connection. And when you were doing Strictly and when you were dancing, could you teach yourself self-love to the full extent? Because then, uh, you know, you're doing these competitions, so there's always going to be comparisons to others, be it your body shape, be it how good you are as a dancer, even if you are at the top of your game. When you do a show like Strictly Come Dancing, you've got all these brilliant other dancers who are also at the top mm-hmm. of their game. So how do you always make sure you take time out to self-love yourself and not just compare yourself to others? That's such a big question, actually. I guess comparison is everywhere, isn't it? And... I guess even now on a bigger scale, I deal with a lot of clients that struggle with what comparison does to them on social media. And I'm thinking through my time as a dancer, I was a I was a prude, you know, um, when, when it came to me uh, showing any kind of skin and things like that. It was very difficult for me to even wear a two-piece, to be honest. It took me years on Strict Come Dancing to find the confidence to do that, which is ironic because people would see me as a, a confident um, person in that way. But... I think now at 46, I feel more comfortable in myself. Well, I do, you know, at home and, 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 and just grateful, embracing my, my shape. And we always have things about ourselves, I guess, that we're going to sort of highlight as a thing. But I, I really just, um, yeah, practicing self-love, self-talk. Self-talk was everything to me, how I spoke to myself. And I was hard on myself. Like I said, I was an athlete and there was always stuff you could do better. Um, so self-talk really and then and, and creating a, a really supportive language for myself was everything. What's the most important language to use? Other than the positive, positivity, what other language mm-hmm. should we be teaching ourselves in our everyday lives to make sure that we're always on that self-love journey? Self-love for me is also allowing us to have days where you you feel a bit off. Like I have days where, you know, I think we all had days like that through lockdown where you just, it was kind of overwhelming. You know, there was sadness and shock and what is happening and fear. And and what is important is that all of that, it's okay to feel that too. You know, we're not always going to feel happy. And if we feel that we have to push the the uncomfortable feelings away, then that's not self-love either. Self-love is, I believe, is to actually allow ourselves to feel that to acknowledge that, to even ask, is, there, is this coming up because there's some sadness or fear here that I need to look at, that I need to bring more love to? Um, and that's why I love meditation so much because I truly believe that when I close my eyes, I can allow myself to sit with whatever is there and I don't have to push anything away. I can let it flow through me. And so self-love is, I believe, loving all parts of ourselves. And there are, you know, sometimes we don't act in the way that we want, but then we've got to figure out what is it for me to to send love here, to heal this through love. What can I do better? How can I do better here? It's so interesting you say that because we should all love ourselves to the full capacity and we all know ourselves to the best. If we don't know ourselves, how's Mm. anyone else supposed to know us? And Mm. we're the only ones who know why we tick and why we talk. But then that being said, when you're in a relationship and let's say it's not going well and you see a red flag early on in the dating, you, you, you kind of are in this crossroads of, oh, I shouldn't, carry it on because this person is going to do it again but then also i'm self-loving if it makes me happy being with that person surely i should carry on and then you're at a crossroads of what do you do huh okay so is that self-love or is that are you with that person because you think you need to be with that person or because you want to so are you you have to ask are you with that person because you believe that you can't find someone that's more suited or 
is this it? Do you know what I mean? So we just got to make sure that we're not with somebody because they're filling up a void within. So because there, that's different. Is there a difference then between self-love and self-validation as two terms? So I think that we, I work a lot with, with validation, actually. That's one of the probably the most popular hypnosis sessions I do is to realize that you can validate yourself. I think it's slightly different than self-love, but they're in the same area, if that makes sense. I think it's, it, it's like what comes first. I think when we learn that we want to love ourselves, we realize that we must also validate ourselves. So we, we can go through an entire life waiting for somebody else to validate us, or we can just go, I validate myself. That's oh. it. Like, I, I'm okay. With or without anybody else, I know who I am and what I stand for. That's the most powerful thing we can do because no matter what, you're not going to, need that outside validation if somebody says something nice to you or you are with somebody that you love that's great it's an extra bonus but you don't need it for you know survival so where do you stand then on social media because as a, a celebrity yourself there's always going to be that urge for self-validation and you know when you were doing strictly you want to be holding that conversation so you can win the champion and then the other side is as you said, you need to have self-love and not self-validation. So you shouldn't be chasing mm. those likes. You shouldn't be chasing how many followers you get. And I don't. <laughs> I've made a decision a long time ago that I, I'm not posting for the likes. Um, I'm well aware that when I post photos from, you know, when I'm judging Dancing with the Stars in New Zealand and when I have a fancy outfit on, that might get, I don't know how many, you know, many, many more likes then when I post a peaceful post of a meditation tip from the beach, however, I believe that I am here to, to, to post those posts and it's not about the likes. So I'm going to straight through to what I believe I'm here to do. And I'm going to let all the other stuff go because otherwise I'm not walking the walk and I can't truthfully sit with my clients and say, you know, you need to validate yourself and not wait for that outside validation. So I've let that go a long time ago. I don't have a massive following. I, I guess if you compare to many, you know, many people around me, but I'm really grateful for the beautiful conversations that I managed to have and that I have connections with the people who are in my network, because those are the kind of conversations that I love having about how we can look after ourselves better, take care of ourselves so that we can be better in the world. Because when we you know, we don't meditate, for example, to just for yourself. You meditate for yourself and, your, you know, your fellow humans because you learn to have more compassion and empathy, not just for yourself, but for others. I'm not going to say that there wasn't a time of letting that go of being somebody who was in the public eye in that way to realizing. I mean, I had to strip all the way back to ask myself without all of that, who am I? And did that help with age and experience that you're not a teenager who their lives depend on social media. You know, the rise of TikTok during lockdown in the past 13 weeks, that like you've now got mm -hmm. a whole new wave of not just Instagram filters, but now you're being judged on how good your editing skills are, how good you are at being mm -hmm. funny on TikTok. That, that, that's self, again, self-validation, self-love is all linked again to social media for that younger generation, which luckily you didn't have to mm -hmm. rely on. Yeah. I mean, I have to say a, a 20, 20 year old said to me about a year ago, Oh, Camilla, I just, I find it so tough with social media, you know, it's just so difficult to stay relevant. And I, I, I had to sit with those words because I thought you're 20 years old. Like I didn't, I didn't have that feeling. Like I, that's, 
Do you know what I mean? I didn't have that feeling at 20. Like I was worried about getting good enough to to get in the final of the next competition, you know, work my my, my arms and my legs and muscles. You know, I just thought, wow, okay, that's a, that's a really big sentence to stay relevant at 20. Like, you, shouldn't you just be enjoying life right now, figuring out what, what it is that you're passionate about? So in that moment, I, I felt this, like it's responsibility that we have to be really careful what we share on social media and how we share it too, because it comes back to what I said before, we have to lead by example. And we have to really, I, I guess for my, myself anyway, I'm trying very hard to take responsibility to what kind of example I am to somebody who's just told me at 20 that they are finding it difficult to stay relevant. Did that shock you? Were you surprised yes. that people could actually think like that? Yes. I, I felt a little sad like I, I felt oh no but that's like and this person is somebody I just think is a beautiful bright light like I, I was just like you have so much to give to the world you know considering whether you're relevant or not is not like you're so relevant but then it comes back to what we're saying here that obviously when we are putting so much pressure to get validated on the outside then that's what we get isn't it so our jobs maybe is to really going on about coming back to loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves. And social media sometimes pulls us outside of ourselves instead of going within. So I'm hoping through my post that I encourage people to go within and to know, and the same with the book, that they are already whole and complete and enough, and they have so much within to share. But if you keep living life outside of yourself, you're not going to maybe connect to that. Let's talk about your book, <laughs> It's Not You, It's Me. How to heal your relationship with yourself and others. Uh, you know, that kind of says what it does on the tin. But tell me a bit about the book. <laughs> it was just really important to me to share what I see every day in my, you know, in my coaching business where whatever challenge that comes up in a relationship, to know that we all mirrors to each other. And like the words in the beginning by Ramdas, we're all wa walking each other home. When we start to look at relationships and challenges in this way that, oh, wow, okay, so I'm feeling triggered by you because there's something unhealed within me, or I'm feeling triggered by this because this is not, this is not within my values and beliefs, so I'm going to move on because I want to, I feel worthy enough to say, hey, I, this is not for me, I respect myself and I'm going to go and do this, right? So it was just really important for me to share that knowledge and for people to know that through self-care, through self-awareness and self-acceptance, that you really can feel whole and complete and know that you don't need um, to find that love on the outside. You have it already on the inside. And there's a great quote that you put up. I think it was on your Instagram last year that I've never forgotten. I've got it on my wall at home. And it was, I swapped my daily to-do list for actions I took today list. And suddenly magic started to happen, which I just thought was incredible and i've never forgotten it. and it's and you're right it's so important to reflect on ourselves and your book gives great little toolboxes of actual exercises to take part in to actually think about who am i where am i and what do i want to do and what am i in the in everyone else's perspectives that we haven't considered before mm. yeah and, and you know tools have been everything for me because whenever you know we all go through different challenging times and i remember just when I went through challenges in my life, I was desperate for tools, like, like you know, questions, like guided questions that I could answer that I would help me understand myself better. Um, so I could sort of peel back the layers and really understand at the core, who am I and what matters to me and how can I be the best version of me? 
And I think it's easy, you know, we, we read books and so forth. But for me, it's just important in all of my books to have these exercises that people can kind of do it step by step and feel that they can do this journey on their own. Because like not everybody can get to a life coach. Not everybody can afford to have a coaching session. So I try to share the most helpful information that I would share with clients um, going through something like that, wanting to come home to themselves and heal whatever it is within in, in the book, really, step by step. Well, there's a lot of embarrassment in the UK to having a life coach. In America, it's like mm. that tradition in New York. I've got my therapist, I've got my green juice, mm. and I've got my PT, and they're all on standby whenever I need them, and my hairdresser probably as well. Whereas in the UK, yeah. we're still quite embarrassed and coy about having a life coach or a therapist. Mm. How important is it actually to have one? Oh, for me, I don't know how I would have gone through challenging times. but And I'm saying this being somebody that was super, like, proud like i don't need i can i got this because remember i told you i had the, this athlete mindset so when i broke down personally through different things um i was like you know i need to talk to somebody and 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 adding a life coach to my life and a hypnotherapist at the time was just the most magical thing i've ever done and so i don't i don't understand how that can still be an embarrassment i think it is such a brave and courageous thing to do and I, and I just don't get it. I had somebody saying that to me the other day, or, or you know, I wouldn't want anybody to know. And I'm thinking, but it's it's really cool what you're doing. You're actually choosing to go on a really um, courageous journey because looking at ourselves, by the way, and our shadows within is not easy. Sometimes staying asleep and ignoring that it's happening is easier. So I think the more conversations we have like this, and I'm really grateful to you as well, Johnny, for to having these conversations because the more normal, right, that it sounds that, hey, I, I'm seeing a therapist or I'm seeing a psychologist or I'm working with a life coach or that's cool. Like that, 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 that you know, mental health is so important. And, and we know this because stress and anxiety and panic attacks are on high alert right now, right? So many pe people are suffering. So we, we need to share that it's okay to reach out and and um and get help like it's cool i think it's great i mean in la you're saying you know we're saying that people have a life coach they have all sorts of coaches for for every type of thing i often work with people who have a therapist and they work with me and they work with somebody else so i think isn't that amazing to say hey i take care of me so i can turn up show up in the world better for everybody and if you can work on your physical health and pay for personal training and go to the gym and you're so cautious about your exercise, why not also yeah. work on your mental health as well? Because mental health and physical health are two different types of health, but it's the same part of your body. Totally. And let's just discuss that for a moment because I'm passionate about that. And in the book, I talk about how when we think negative thoughts or we are stressed, right, that triggers cortisol in the body, which is stress hormone number one, right? So we, we can be so sensible about, oh, I'll have cucumber, I won't have sugar. But we can't, be, we, we can't consider that if you say nasty, horrible, hateful things to yourself, that can have a damage on the body too. A hundred percent. And also you're perceiving that for everyone else to pick up on. So if you're going to talk negatively about yourself and you're going to push out those ideas, that law of attraction is going to attract that negative energy from all your friends who are going to think, well, I don't want to be of that person who complains all, the whole time. I don't want to be of that mm -hmm. person that doesn't really like themselves because if they can't like themselves how am i supposed to like them there's a beautiful saying is that we can't give away what we don't have when you love yourself give away when you feel worthy that's what you can show someone else and this is for any parent too you know if you're walking the walk and you are showing your children that i'm willing to to learn to love my body i've actually worked with clients who come and said you know i'm now a parent and i really want to make sure that i'm showing my children that i love my body 
And I think that's beautiful to do as a parent so that you can teach your children, hey, you look beautiful. Say nice things to yourself. I had a little um, a little child uh, in England, actually. The mom sent me this, this little video with the child saying positive affirmations to himself every day, like in the bathroom, like, I am strong, I am great, I am happy, I am joyful. And I, it, it just made me so happy. And I thought, what a wonderful thing to do with your child and teach them so young. And, and I just thought she couldn't have done that if she didn't have the awareness and was okay to say, hey, I want to learn more about how I can be be better for me to love myself more to be more self-aware a hundred percent and you're right if you teach early on and it's instilled in you it means you're going to grow thinking like that because the problem that we've got mental health has only really had a conversation being opened up in the past five years and it's all so new and people are still finding it hard to actually talk about their insecurities and that's one of the reasons i launched this podcast Mm -hmm. last year was to go look we all have insecurities, but you're never going to understand oh. me until you ask about me or you hear from me, from with my own words, why I act the way I am. Because there will be irrational things that I do. There'll be irrational things that you do. There's irrational things that everyone does oh. purely because of an experience they've gone through that they've put a barrier up and they've put a wall up to protect themselves so they don't get hurt again. Totally. And that's why one of my, my favorite meditations, and I use this in hypnosis too, to do is inner child work where we realize that we can go back and comfort that inner child within ourselves. And that's huge because we do, you know, the subconscious mind runs our lives 95% of the time. And the subconscious mind is created when we're children. So if we don't, as adults, kind of find a way to communicate through meditation or hypnosis or affirmations to our subconscious, it will just do whatever it wants to do with whatever old patterns are down there. So it's like you said, that's really important. And that's, I think that's great. If you're finding yourself in a situation as an adult and you can say, You can come home that evening and you can be like, wow, I I really didn't like the way that just unfolded. What can I take responsibility for here? What did this bring up for me? And if everybody else did that too, we would have a a different, you know, we would have different conversations because you'll be able to say to, you know, you clear it within yourself, but also have different open, empathetic conversations with each other, I guess. so important as Camilla said to self-love yourself especially in lockdown where you're not necessarily seeing so many friends you're not seeing your partner as much you're alone quite a lot learn to love yourself don't feel lonely learn to love yourself put on a concert put on a film have a dance get your favorite takeaway now that delivery is up and running again properly just have that sense of self-love and the most important thing is to keep talking to yourself and telling yourself how amazing you are because if you don't say it no one else will. You've been listening to Security and Security with me, Johnny Sifa. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. Secure the Insecure with Johnny Seifert is sponsored by Jennings and Co-Financial Planning, helping to make sense of money. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.